Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week sees The Scoop celebrate its first birthday, and as a way of celebration, I'm following on from the six-month episode with myself by interviewing my partner and local photographer, who also celebrated her birthday yesterday. So let's all wish her a happy birthday and say hello to Gillian Walsh. Hey, Jill. Hello. Are you okay? I'm good, thank you. Good. Did you have a good birthday? I had a lovely birthday, thank you very much. As you know. Did I spoil you? <laughs> you did. <laughs> Fantastic, cool. So, um, would you like to start off like we always do, Jill? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and how you got to uh, where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yes, I am Gillian Walsh from um, Gillian Walsh Photography and GW Brand Photography. Uh, two separate businesses. Um, I am mother to two young children, Barney and Isla. I am partner to Good Self. I am just shy of the big five o next year, which is very daunting because I feel 30. Um, and for most of my career, I was in the corporate world in IT sales and account management. And um, for one reason and another, um, firstly, I guess children, having children doesn't lend itself very well to a career in IT sales where a lot of my customers were in London and all over the country and I'd have to be in London tomorrow morning, etc. and have no childcare and all those kind of things. And it just became a little wearing in the end. I'd always loved photography. Um, I did a night school course back in my 20s at some point just really for something to do that that was different to going out and getting you know to fixy and you know um, <laughs> having an amazing social life but you know and working and not much else in between so um i decided on a hobby and i thought i'll try photography and within a couple of hours i've completely fallen in love with it so I'd done kind of hobbyist photography for many years alongside working. Um, I very much wore the golden handcuffs of um, the sort of corporate IT sales life. Um, having a young family um, as well, you know, meant that kind of the financial aspects and the security of a paid job were quite important. But after a while, um, this kind of became a little bit outweighed with um, a necessity to really actually spend some time with my family and enjoy life and then the catalyst came when um not long after my second child was born so a year or well just just under two years after she was born um my mum was diagnosed with a terminal and aggressive cancer and that kind of changed everything for me um i kind of realized that she lives in the midlands and um at that point i was kind of you know very clear on the fact that if I continued with a life in IT sales, there would be absolutely no chance I would be able to spend the time that I wanted to with my mum. So um, I carried on for a little while and then a contract I was working on kind of came to an end and I just really rashly decided enough's enough and I made a massive leap into um, self-employment. So probably an ill-advised way to go for other people perhaps. But actually, it was the best thing I ever did, and really never looked back. Yeah, a uh, a rash leap it was, but like you say, we haven't really looked back, have we? 
No. No. So um, let's take it back a few years. Do you want to start off by telling us, first of all, how you got into the corporate sales role um, and how all that came about and tell us a little bit more about that career? Really, it was quite accidental. I did a, an, I did a degree in Man- at Manchester in uh, business and IT. Um, I did a, you know, a, a year within that kind of university degree in a, in a corporate IT setting. It was kind of accidental, I guess, and never really by design that I ended up in a world of corporate IT sales. I think I've always, you know, been talkative, as most people who know me will tell you, including your good self. Um, and you know, I was kind of good at it and I enjoyed it. And for quite a long time, I had a great life with it. You know, I had a great social circle with it. I made some great friends through work. I had some great customer relationships. You know, I was very, you know, nurturing as an account manager. Um, my customers trusted me, you know, I represented them in the best way I possibly could. I, you know, and I was good at it, but as I said before, it eventually took its toll and, you know, and sometimes, you know, I guess that whole burnout thing happens to, you know, happens to people and in a way that happened to me, I just wasn't loving it anymore and and wanted to move on. Yeah. And so you said that quite early on in that corporate career, you found photography, you went to night school um, and, and did some classes and within a couple of hours, you fell in love with it. What was it that made you fall in love with photography? I'm not sure, really. I think it's, I've always been fairly imaginative, very creative. Um, and I just fell in love with that whole creative process. You know, we did a lot of film photography back then. And, you know, I was in the dark room, you know, processing my own film. And, you know, we learned a lot about, you know, lots of, um, you know, well-known photographers, and you know, and how passionate they were, and and how they created this art form for themselves, and you know, it really kind of developed a passion in me to do the same. And I guess that whole aspect of freezing a moment in time and preserving memories, you know, I've always been nostalgic, and you know, I love seeing old photos. I love hearing about you know old members of the family that you know aren't with us anymore. And, you know, it really creates, it kind of, you know, creates a real flair in my imagination. And, you know, photography is, I guess, an outlet of that for me. Okay. And um, so what, in terms of photography then now and, and the business you have, you said there's two businesses. So you've got Gillian Walsh Photography and GW Brand Photography. So yeah. what is it exactly that you that you do now? So yeah, I um, I've had I've, I've started Gillian Walsh Photography um, in a professional sense um, about three years ago, and predominantly focused, I guess, on family photography, um, like newborn photography, children, and some event photography, some wedding stuff, that kind of that kind of thing. So varied uh, genres really, and in amongst that, I did quite a lot of um, what. I'd now call brand photography, um, but it was kind of within um, the sphere of Gillian Walsh photography. And as I've become um, more aligned to the brand photography piece, it's, you know, it's very apparent that the, the markets for those two types of photography are very, very different. And I found that I was kind of marketing brand photography to an audience that wanted newborn images or 
an event photographing and it, it just kind of led to a bit of inconsistency in my own brand um so i decided um some months back to separate the two things out i think covid and the year that we've had um made me realize that i wanted to focus very much in the in the business space i guess in the professional space and and have um you know and have those relationships again in a professional sense that i guess moving on from the account management world i was i was missing in a way Mm-hmm. And so then, I suppose from what you're saying there, that the the brand photography now is is the backbone of your your business, and the the family and newborn supplements it. Is that right? Not really, no. Because I guess the way I would describe it is the the brand photography is very much my business head. That's where I want to take my business. It's where I want to focus a large proportion of my time. Not least because it's sociable working hours for me and my own family. So having left a career in IT sales, you know, it's very easy to end up working all weekend on family shoots and events and weddings and things like that. So I wanted to be very careful not to fall into that trap again. And the brand photography gives me that right balance. The Gillian Walsh photography piece, the family piece, the, the babies, then the lovely children, that's where my passion is, I guess, as well. It's, you know, I love giving families those images and preserving those memories for them, especially having, you know, lost my mum, who we lost after an 18-month battle with cancer. You know, I'm absolutely clear on the importance of preserving those memories and and having those images to look back on when loved ones are no longer with us. So I suppose it's very much a um the family stuff the newborn stuff is the heart and the branding stuff yeah, is the head I yeah i like the but i like the balance and i like the variety it gives me as well you know having the two areas to focus on so i think everybody's probably pretty clear on what um family photography is newborn photography is and capturing capturing those moments but in terms of the brand photography what exactly is it that you do then um well i help entrepreneurs and business owners become more visible online with impactful on-brand storytelling images. So quite often, um, images on people's social media pages and websites are the first chance a potential client has got to start forming opinions about you and even making decisions about whether or not they want to work with you. And whilst the online world offers us loads of choice these days and we can buy absolutely anything from absolutely anywhere, it also creates a challenge for business owners with regards to being visible and standing out online. And after this last year, it's never been more important than ever to stand out online, of course, as we all know. So I asked my prospective clients, are you confident that the images that you are currently using to reflect you and your business do that in the best way possible? Do you feel you stand out online? And in most cases, the answer is usually no. And then we get to work. Okay. So so that's what you do. And then what is brand photography then? Is it is it headshots? Is that what you the the service that you're providing? No, not really, no. I mean effective brand photography is so much more than just nice headshots. It's the art of using high quality images to tell the story of your brand, to elevate your online presence and position you as an expert in your field. So people buy 
from people that they know, like, and trust. And to build trust, there's got to be a connection. And the best way to start connecting with people is by being visible. And that's what I help people do. Right. Okay. And then, so is that not something that any photographer can do? What, what makes you different? Um, what makes me different? Well, no, not anyone can do it. I mean, lots of photographers can take nice photographs, but is that telling the story of your brand? No, not necessarily. And for me, you know, first of all, I guess I see so many brilliant local businesses hiding behind logos, product images, bland stock images, and not showing the clients who they really are. And I completely get that having photos taken and doing live videos and showing up online is completely daunting. It takes us out of our comfort zone. And and in particular, actually, most women I meet tell me that they feel uncomfortable in front of camera. I get it. I do too. But they soon realise that in actually pushing themselves out of that comfort zone and, you know, doing the brand shoot, their confidence increases tenfold. So in answer to the question, why me? I'm a a safe pair of hands. I've always been a people person. Anyone will tell you I love to tell a story. Even my school mums literally say, always a story, Jill. And of course, as we've already discussed, I love photography. So storytelling images, literally made for me. Um, I think one of the key things to know is that I'm told time and time again that I put my clients completely at ease. And even those most determined to hate every single minute of it find themselves relaxing and enjoying the experience. And they go from considering it a necessary evil to being really excited to share their images, which I absolutely love. And I, I guess... The background in the corporate world helps a little bit as well. You know, I know what professional looks like. Um, I understand how to interact with somebody professionally. I understand how to present somebody professionally. Um, Part of my process as well, I guess, um, is what makes me slightly different. So before every shoot, we have a detailed face-to-face consultation with every client, which first of all gives us an opportunity to get to know each other better, which is really important when, you know, it's quite an intimate process, I guess, having a photograph taken. We talk about their brand values, their goals, their ideal clients. We even discuss colours that represent their brand. We discuss locations, wardrobe, props, you know, standing clients where appropriate so that on the day we know exactly what we're going to do and where. And essentially, if I don't understand their brand, how do I design a shoot that represents it effectively? Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, for you know, for me, that detailed planning process, um, you know, not only enables me to give my client a bank of really beautiful, consistent and varied on-brand images, it saves them time and stress with like, awful social media overwhelm but it also gives them a renewed sense of confidence and purpose with images that appeal directly to their target client which essentially and the whole point of all this helps them grow with their business so what's not for love magic and i guess like so from what you've said there's a few points that i've picked up on but Mm -hmm. like towards the end there it's it's part of the your client's 
branding process then, I suppose, isn't it? So whether they're a totally new business, sort of just designing logo, just designing what they yeah. want the business to look like, or whether they're an established business and are then, like, I suppose that consultation, quite often the client is actually going to understand a bit more about their own business and their own brand. Absolutely. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't replace a full and detailed brand strategy engagement. You know, that's not what I do. But But I touch on that space. And I, you know, it's, I guess, an added value as, as part of my process that enables a client to kind of, you know, look inwardly, I guess, and, and ask themselves, actually, what is my mission? And do I know what my target client looks like? And, and actually, what, you know, what, what themes and what feel do I want to give my, you know, my photos and my images, that helps me best represent my brand to my ideal client? Yeah, yeah, magic. And then I suppose, sort of to second that, and, and to back it up to some degree, the you mentioned that obviously your corporate background really helped with that and un- by understanding professional people and understanding how to place professional people, etc. So you're able to to bring everything together into one package. Yeah, and I think my network enables me to kind of connect people together as well. So, you know, I've got a lot of really good relationships with, you know, both obviously my personal relationships and also in my business world and quite often you know especially with some of my clients you know I've got therapists you know and and people who their actual clients wouldn't necessarily want to be photographed so mm-hmm. you know usually I help clients find people who represent their ideal client um, in a way that you know we can photograph it authentically and you know represent that that sort of target client type person in their photographs without compromising their client relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. And then I suppose finally, the point that I picked, another picked up point another point that I picked up on there was you talking about how um, a lot of your clients are are women. Um, you, yeah. you mentioned how um, how they feel uncomfortable in front of camera and you're able to help them get relaxed. So firstly, is it women only or do you work with with both male and female? Uh, absolutely not women only. You know, admittedly, the lion's share of my clients are females. Um, you know, I guess it's it's part of my target, target client process that, you know, I in my local network in the SK community a lot of the local businesses that I network with are just happen to be women mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that I don't photograph men and it certainly doesn't mean I don't photograph men well it just means that you know the people that I'm appealing to out there tend to be female um, entrepreneurial small business owners and then how do you go about getting these clients who potentially are a little bit uncomfortable in front of camera how how do you how do you go about making them feel comfortable so you've done my branding photography for example and I'm not a a natural in front of camera by any stretch of the imagination but you did make me feel relaxed it didn't feel like it was role play when we were sort of doing the reading the books drinking the coffee shots how do you go about doing that and making people feel relaxed I I don't think it's something that you can I think you either have it or you don't. I just have a natural ability to put people at ease, whether that's at work 
or in a social setting. Uh, I've always been that type of person. So it kind of comes naturally to me. I I understand and empathise with people. I don't, you know, I don't feel as great as I used to. So I completely understand that being photographed can be a little bit daunting. I feel the same. So I guess that empathy enables me to disarm people and to help them to relax. And at the end of the day, we have fun with it. And part of the planning process means that there's no stress involved in in the actual shoot. We're not fumbling around trying to decide what to do. We know exactly what we're going to do. They feel prepared and they feel confident in the process because we've done so much planning up front that they're happy to proceed and they know that they're in a safe pair of hands and that I'm managing the process well. And that in itself helps people to feel more at ease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's a bit of coaching, I suppose, as well. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Cool, fantastic. So really, really good idea of of what it is you do, um, particularly the more niche branding photography and... Um, compared to the lifestyle and obviously how you got to where you are today so that's really useful so talk to us a little bit more I know you touched on the work-life balance but is that why you chose to go totally independent rather than working with another photographer or or as part of a studio I never really considered working with another photographer or working as part of a studio it was just it was a little bit all or nothing at the time I think I was completely over working for people and not being a master of my own destiny. I wanted to have complete control over my time. So that, you know, the first year in my business, I spent predominantly with my mum. You know, something I will always be grateful for because, you know, whilst we had, you know, a huge drop in income from IT sales to, you know, fledgling photography business, I you know would never ever have made a different decision um and you know from there it's just really gone from strength to strength so I you know whilst I would never completely discount working with other people again um at the moment it's not on the cards because you know my business is is growing really well um I've come out of lockdown um strong and you know, having seen lots and lots and lots of similar businesses, you know, going out of business through the last 12 months and, you know, knowing that my business is thriving is a great feeling and not necessarily one I want to share with anyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. So you mentioned that the work-life balance came in pretty quickly and whilst the unfortunate circumstances that we, we both went through with that um what about the rest the other trans so that transition was quite i suppose quite nice for want of a better word because you managed to get that work-life balance straight away but what about the other so you weren't working for anybody else there was no hr department that you could go and speak to no payroll department how did you get on with the with the rest of the transition between going working for somebody and being self-employed um to be honest you know, the the thing that does take a lot of time is the admin. You know, that would always be nice to have some support and some help there. You know, the next phase of my business is to kind of tie in 
you know, systems and processes that help me um, streamline my own business and that admin overhead um, better because a lot of time is taken up doing that. You know, I'd be lying if I said that the work-life balance was sorted because it's not. You know, I can spend many, many hours, you know, editing can just take forever if you let it. So, um, you know, there's still some work to do there. But can I do the school run whenever I want? Yeah. Can I take a day off whenever I want? Theoretically, (laughs) do I? No. But, you know, we took yesterday off. It was my birthday. And I don't have to ask somebody for a day off. I don't have to get HR to sign it off. I don't get that last minute phone call the night before from my boss saying his proposal needs to be in by 8 a.m. Tough, you need to do it. I don't have any of that anymore, which is wonderful. Magic, absolutely. Totally agree. So um, let's move away from the photography now and and away from your business a little bit. So we are The Scoop. Um, We do focus predominantly on businesses within the SK Postcodes. Um, I mean, you know, when I set up the business, you helped me with the branding and um, you helped me with the, the premise of and the, and the name of it. Tell us a little bit about how um, SK and Stockport is important to you. Can I just point out, I didn't help you with the name. I completely came up with the name <laughs> and the branding, just so we're absolutely clear. If I hadn't um, had the idea, you wouldn't have come up with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? So, <laughs> so how important is Stockport and the SK postcodes to, to you and your business? Massively. Um, you know, firstly, I've spent, gosh, 20-odd more years up and down motorways in London, out of London, all over the place. And it's so refreshing having the majority of my clients literally on my doorstep. Um, you know, that's not all of them. And, you know, we have a, um, a big corporate shoot coming up in London soon. So, you know, it's not work that I shy away from, but it's, it's really nice to know that the majority of my clients are in the SK postcode, are businesses that I buy from myself and are people that I network with. So get to know on not just a business level, but also, you know, a, a social level as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. And I think vice versa, it it makes a difference that you're a local business to them as well, doesn't it? Because for exactly the same reasons, you, they're able to get to know you and trust you because of your, your locality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, magic. Cool. So back to the business. Um, what would you say your biggest challenges have been, Jill, in the last three years since you've been self-employed? Um. I think managing my own business through a period of significant grief is certainly one of the biggest challenges. The second, um, obviously, much like everybody else's business, COVID and the lack of income, um, a huge challenge. Um, and then a kind of more ongoing challenge is that that managing my 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 time effectively and not letting it creep into every waking moment um, and making sure that I enjoy the, you know, the self-employment aspects of not being answerable to anybody and, and, and having those days where I go, you know what, I'm finishing early and letting myself do that. And so I guess particularly with that last one, how have you managed to overcome it or how are you managing to overcome it? 
just trying to be a bit more diligent, I guess, and and trying to streamline my editing process that, you know, like I said, you know, can can burn hours and hours and hours. Um, and, you know, I guess being careful with the work I take on because it's very difficult to say no to anything when you're self-employed. You know, I've still got that new business, even though I'm three years old, I've still got that new business um I can't say no to everything. I've got to take everything on. Actually, there's nothing more empowering than being able to go, that's not my strength or that's not my genre or, you know, that's that's that piece of work is not for me. Yeah, I suppose with the, with the family stuff, the lifestyle stuff, it's relatively easy to know whether that's for you or not, yeah. doesn't it? But then the consultation piece that you do with the branding, that's going to help you a, you get to know the client like you've already discussed and, and understand that the client's the right client for you and vice versa. But also, it's going to help you with the streamlining process, I suppose, isn't it? Because you're not going to have thousands of shots that are unnecessary and the yeah, editing's absolutely. going to be made a little bit easier, maybe. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> um, and then what about success then, Jill? What would you say your biggest success has been in the last three years? Um, I think it's got to be opening the studio, um, which was completely um, out of the blue, I guess. And um, one of the good aspects of the year of COVID that we had, um, a very good friend and kind friend um, spotted that I could no longer use my home-based studio uh, for obvious reasons and offered me a space in um, one of his buildings. And it was supposed to be a temporary arrangement and quickly grew wings and now I have my beautiful studio space that not only do I do my you know family and baby children cake smash sitter sessions in I've also got a really lovely and fairly neutral kind of seating area that um, we use for some of my branding shoots for where clients don't have an adequate kind of office space but they want those office type images of them kind of sat at a desk with a laptop but in a nice airy neutral space um you know quite a lot of people have got really small home-based offices or they you know they sit at the kitchen table or whatever and some just want a little bit more of a professional look to their kind of office-esque images and we use my studio space for that which is you know again has been a real blessing yeah absolutely it's um certainly from my point of view watching your business and, and living with you it's it's made our lives easier hasn't it by you having that but i think it's also developed your business too i know we did my shots in there and it was a great space yeah do you mean is it nice that i get to leave home and go to a place of work now then the answer is absolutely yes oh vice versa it's lovely that you get to leave home <laughs> <laughs> no that's not what i meant at all jill of course, of course it isn't of course <laughs> um cool so um what about the future so i think you've you touched on the fact that you've only been doing branding photography in the way you're doing it now for for a few months um so it's a relatively new way certainly with the two sides to the business but what does the future hold just greater success, more brand awareness, um, being the brand photographer of choice in the local community um, and beyond. And, you know, just going from strength to strength, really. You know, I'm a great believer in there's always something new to learn. 
um, that's certainly true of you know any photographer really there's, there's so many new skills you can learn there's so many different editing styles you can learn you know I'm always keen to know more and to get better and better and better so yes that's the plan growth and perfection <laughs> there you go absolutely so um moving on from the learning aspect it's almost like uh, i've provided you with a script or something what um do you have any advice or, or tips or anything you can impart on our listeners <laughs> in terms of uh in terms of photography maybe somebody's not quite prepared to go that go and get a branding shoot yet but wants to do some bits and pieces themselves or how does somebody prepare for a photo shoot i don't know in terms of somebody, you know, who's not yet in a place where they can um, invest in, you know, a, a professional brand photography shoot, you know, I think just ask yourselves, you know, do the images that I use online tell the story of my brand or are they relatively bland, faceless, anybody could be using them images? Are they consistent? You know, even, you know, some, if you look at some Instagram accounts, they are, and there's some amazing iPhone based or smartphone based, you know, images on accounts. They look really professional and, you know, and, and really beautiful. So, you know, there's lots can be done with an iPhone, not obviously trying to talk myself out of any business, of course, <laughs> but, you know, look at how you can, um, you know, change the composition of your images look at how you can make them look slightly more professional you know are your you know is it just a bunch of selfies you know try and think about actually what you want to portray to your clients that represent your brand in the best way you possibly can do your images currently do that if no change it change it up yeah and that's a piece of advice that you'd offer to your clients anyway i suppose isn't it because i know when like i say when we did our shoot we've got I've got a really good bank of on-brand images that are, doesn't matter what the location is or what the outfit is, they all represent me. And so they've got that same feeling when we when I put them out across my social medias or on my website. But then you've also left me with the ability to take some in-the-moment shots by providing me that information. Slot in, in amongst that, yeah, and it, you know, that's the thing Consist consistency is key. You know, does your website look similar to your social media mm -hmm. pages? You know, if they look wildly different, why? And you know, how can you how can you make that feel more consistent for your clients? Because being consistent just helps slightly elevate your brand, um, just that little bit more and just gives that slightly more polished professional feel. And when your target clients are looking at your images, you know, are they going to buy from the, you know, the service from the person that's got a dead plant in the background and, you know, a kid's dirty school jumper hanging off the back of the chair? Or are they going <laughs> yeah, to buy from, you know, the person that's got a slightly more polished and considered feel to their images? Because it really does matter to people. Yeah. People form opinions very quickly based on images. Yeah, absolutely. That is, I suppose you can you can be working um, behind your desk in your underpants, picking your nose, but as long as the client doesn't see that and the client's image of you is a professional one, that's what you're helping provide, isn't it? Yeah. You've, I've just got a really awful mental image there. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Brilliant. So um, we have learned a lot about your business there, a lot about photography, a lot about brand photography. And, and you, of course, we've developed the know, like, and trust, I think, that you talk about with your images for your clients. Um, so let's move away once again from the business with, as we're starting to wrap up the podcast today's episode um again coming back to stockport so you've been in the northwest for the last yeah 30 years dare i say it um and particularly in stockport for the last 10 you moved over with me um but what is it you love about stockport and the sk postcodes jill the people you know very much the people there's a you know there's there's something about the northern people um, you know, whether you want to call it Manchester, when you know what you northern people, Stockport, you know, there's a real friendliness um, and community spirit, particularly about the SK areas. And, you know, I feel comfortable here and I feel like I know people here and they know me. And, you know, everybody wants to feel that sense of belonging, I guess, don't they? And I think in, you know, within the SK area, that's very much, um, you know, everyone's intention. It's very inclusive. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, um, thank you very much, Jill. That is, uh, like I say, that is just about it. So do you want to finally let everybody know where they can find you? We'll obviously put all your links on our website. But um, for those listening now, where can they uh, where can they go and search for you? So um, my... Facebook and social media pages are Gillian Walsh Photography and GW Brand Photography. My website is for my kind of family and children's photography is gillianwalsh.co.uk and my brand website is gw-brandphotography.co.uk. Cool, fantastic. Like I say, that'll all go on our website. So it's literally a click away for everybody. So yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much, Jill. It's been been great talking to you, getting to know you. Oh, thank you. And you put the bins out, brought the bins in. Uh, yes, I have actually. Yeah. So <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> cool. Don't forget, as always, please make sure you're following the scoop on your uh, podcast platform so you don't miss out on each new episode. And if you have been enjoying listening to The Scoop, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Not only does it help to showcase The Scoop, it also helps to promote local businesses like Jill's. And finally, if you'd like to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Scoop. And don't forget, whenever you're searching, it's spelt just like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Well, thanks once again, Jill. I'll um, see you in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.